Lord Jesus, we thank you for providing us with the perfect example of what it means to serve. Though you are God, you gave up your divine privileges and became a servant. You chose to serve us and to wash our feet. And Lord, we know that no servant is greater than his master. So would you inspire us as we read your word together? And would you help us to become more like you? In Jesus' name. Amen. So this morning we're thinking about what it looks like to serve others. And the passage we have is one that many of us will be familiar with. It's the parable of the Good Samaritan from Luke chapter 10, verses 25 to 37. So I'll read it for you now. On one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in the law? He replied, how do you read it? He answered, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. You have answered correctly, Jesus replied. Do this and you will live. But he wanted to justify himself, so he asked Jesus, and who is my neighbor? In reply, Jesus said, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he was attacked by robbers. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him and went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down the same road. And when he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. So too, a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was. And when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey, brought him to an inn and took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and when I return, I'll reimburse you for any extra expenses you may have. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of robbers? The expert in the law replied, the one who showed him mercy. Jesus told him, go and do likewise. So in our passage, we have a lawyer, an expert in the law, coming to test Jesus, coming to see whether what Jesus is teaching uh, is legit. And so he asks Jesus, what must I do to inherit eternal life? He's asking Jesus, what must be done in order to enter the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus, like he so often does, he responds to the question with another question. And he asks the lawyer, what is written in the law? And the lawyer replies, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. And in response to this, Jesus says, you have answered correctly. Do this and you will live. Do this and you will live. When Jesus says that, you might even imagine that he's being slightly sarcastic because these are commands that we constantly fall short of. We'll never 
be able to do these things perfectly, no matter how hard we try. To love God with our entire being. To love our neighbour with the same amount of care, concern and diligence that we do ourselves. These are things that we fail at moment by moment. Because as human beings, we are unable to perfectly keep the law. We have an inclination to be selfish and to put ourselves first. And so often we don't actually serve God. We don't end up serving God, but we serve ourselves. We end up serving uh, what I sometimes like to call the unholy trinity, me, myself and I. And so when we truly understand uh, just how high the requirements of law are, we should be left utterly humbled. And so it's a good thing that we are saved by grace through faith and not by our works or our ability to uh, keep the law. And so Jesus is about to show this lawyer just how far he falls short because the lawyer doesn't have a clue. It says that he goes on to try to justify himself. He wants to prove himself in front of everyone. And so he asks, who is my neighbour? Which leads us to Jesus' parable. We have this man who travels along a road that was well known to be dangerous. He is stripped and beaten, and it says he was left half dead. And then by chance, both a priest and a Levite happened to travel down that road, two people that the man would have expected to help him, but neither of them do. Now, we aren't told the reasons why they didn't help, but we can probably imagine some of the excuses they gave themselves as they passed by on the other side of the road. It's too dangerous. I don't want to get my hands dirty. I can't make myself ceremonially unclean. I'm too busy uh, doing my important priest stuff. He's irresponsible. He should have known better. Well, how about this? I'll just pray for him. Though I can, I'm not going to do anything. I'll just pray. Unfortunately, at times, uh, some of this stuff can sound like me. It's often easy to turn a blind eye to the needs of those around us. Sometimes we help, sometimes we don't. But we need to remember that faith without works is dead. It isn't genuine. And so the parable goes on. It then tells us that a Samaritan was passing by. And he came up to where the man was. And when he saw him, he was moved with tender compassion. Now, if you were one of the Jews listening to Jesus at this point, uh, you would have been absolutely shocked because one thing about the Jews and Samaritans was that they despised each other. The Jews, they saw the Samaritans as unclean people. They would do everything they could to avoid them, even to the point of adding miles and miles to their journey, just to avoid uh, walking through Samaria. And so the Jews would have expected the Samaritan to walk past maybe even to give the poor man a few kicks to the head along the way. But we are told instead 
that he was moved with tender compassion. Here, the Samaritan, he stops at a dangerous road, risking getting robbed himself. He binds up the man's wounds and puts him on his own animal, meaning he has to walk himself. Then he takes the man to an inn and pays for all the expenses himself. He meets the needs of this man in a concrete and tangible way, and it was costly to him. And so at the end, Jesus asks the lawyer, who do you think is a neighbor to the man? And the lawyer can't even bring himself to say the Samaritan, but says the one who showed him mercy. Jesus then says to the lawyer, go and do likewise. And he says that to us too. One thing we need to understand from this parable is that when Jesus calls us to serve, when he calls us to serve others, he means everybody. That includes people from groups that we don't usually associate with. It means those of a different race and social class, and even those who we may not feel comfortable around. It's not just those who are like us. It's not just our friends and those who we already find easy to love. You see, what the religious leaders did was they limited the parameters of the law. They reduced the meaning of neighbour to just their fellow Jews, because that was more doable. But listen to what Jesus says in Luke chapter 6, verses 32 to 33. He says, if you love only someone who loves you, will God praise you for that? Even sinners love people who love them. If you are kind only to someone who is kind to you, will God be pleased with you for that? Even sinners are kind to people who are kind to them. And so we are called to love and serve everyone, to be a neighbour to everyone and anyone in need that God has put on our paths. But let's also remember that what God calls us to do, he has already done for us. We love because he first loved us. We serve because Jesus has served us and because when we encounter the love of Christ, we are moved into action. What Jesus has done for us goes well beyond what the Good Samaritan does in this parable. Because when we read the parable of the Good Samaritan, we need to recognise that we were the ones lying, beaten down, not just half dead, but spiritually fully dead. And Jesus, though we were his enemies, though we were rebels and we were undeserving, he was moved with compassion for us. He showed us mercy. He showed us kindness. And though the Good Samaritan risked his life, Jesus actually willingly gave his life on the cross for all of us. And so freely we've received now freely we will give. And so let's remember that every individual we come across is a person who is loved by God and made in his image. And let's also remember that everything that we do, that our service is ultimately to the Lord and that Jesus has said, whatever you do 
for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you do for me. Whoever is kind to the poor lends to the Lord. So at the, at the start of this passage, uh, the lawyer asks Jesus, who is my neighbor? And after telling the parable, Jesus asks him in return, who was the neighbor? But each time we see someone in need, each time we have an opportunity to serve someone in a concrete, tangible, and even costly way, we need to ask ourselves, will I be a neighbor? And so I'll leave you with this quote from Mother Teresa. Following Jesus is simple, but not easy. Love until it hurts, and then love some more. Shall we pray? And what does the Lord require of you? To act justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. Lord Jesus, just as you humbled yourself, may we now clothe ourselves with humility. Help us not only to be aware of the needs of those around us, but also help us to be ready Help us to be willing, help us to serve, and help us to wash feet. In your name we pray. Amen.